Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm all alone in the studio today, wishing there were people with me, friends, producers, co-hosts, but it's it's just me and uh, you, wherever you're at. You might be doing dishes. You might be, uh, I don't know, there's probably... Since most of you aren't in your car, maybe some of you are, but glad to have you uh, with me today. And so here's what we're doing. I have, over the past couple of weeks, been really thinking about what I've learned about the state of village church, good, bad, neutral. And uh, so what I started to do was to pen down just some of my thoughts. And I thought it'd be really good to share them with you. And so 10 episodes, 10 thoughts, here's how it works. I share a principle. Uh, I explain the principle a little bit and then share with you how I've seen this principle play itself out of village church for better or for worse. All right. The principle is global fear brings people to their knees. There are a few times in history where the entire globe, I mean, almost everywhere, feels the effects of something so big. Um, World War II, just such global impact. I mean, 10 or 100x beyond what we're experiencing with uh, coronavirus. Think about World War One. I. I mean, there are these, there are just these moments where the entire globe is profoundly impacted and kind of global life just pauses, slows down. Economies are just topsy-turvy. Our lives are flipped upside down. And it's not just some people, it's almost everybody. And this is this is really an unforgettable moment in, in history. And uh, we got to remember that our God is the God of history. Our God is the God who controls everything. He's in control of plagues and pestilence and virus and everything else. And if, if our God did not want this to happen, uh, or know this was going to happen. I don't know what the right verb there is, but um, it wouldn't have happened. And God has permitted this. He's permitted it for a reason. And here's a little bit of a challenge here. Intuitively, we believe, we think that God's greatest aim is my happiness. And it's just not. God allows things that actually lessen happiness. It's kind of a crazy thing. It's And so we take this really weird view of God's agenda um, that God never declares for himself. And then when he doesn't accomplish said agenda, we get mad at him. Like, where are you? How could you do this? And God has promised not first and foremost to maintain our standard of living or to make us happy all the time because sin in this world makes that impossible. God is up to something far bigger than America, the globe, coronavirus. God is up to building the church, not a local church per se, but the church, the people of God, people who have trusted in Jesus, who've received the Holy Spirit and forgiveness of sins and, and are empowered to bring the good news of Jesus to the world. But God is up to something, as we always say, and here's what he's up to. He's building the church. And it's interesting that when does the church grow the most? The church grows the most in crisis. It's really interesting. Uh, there's this intuitive thought that people, I think it makes it makes sense to me at least, that when things are good, people would turn to God. Oh, no. When things are good, they turn away from God. But when things are hard, most people turn to God. In one way or another, they become more spiritual. They become more in tune with this reality of life. And here's what I know. God's agenda is to build the church. And whether or not God allowed ordained or permitted. Those are very, very different concepts. Coronavirus, whatever the motivation was, I and mean, we know it didn't catch them off guard. God's agenda in global pandemic at the end of the day 
is to bring people to Jesus. That's it. So here's what I know. Global pandemic, global crisis brings people to their knees. Historically, it's always done that. Whenever there's a crisis in a nation, revival is most apt to happen in the middle of crisis, not prosperity. Okay, let's talk about Village Church. Uh, I shared with you that sometimes um, these uh, observations are good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they are neutral. So this would be one that I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I don't quite know what to do with. So it's neutral to bad in terms of my observation. I am convinced of a, of a few things. I'm convinced because I've seen it and I've heard it that the people of Village Church are sharing the gospel, that we are loving people practically, tangibly, meeting their basic human needs in food and clothing and provision and money. And we are doing really awesome things on the front lines. Been very cool to see. Um, I do not have a concern about Village Church's faithfulness to the gospel and to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim the gospel um, hand in hand with practical, tangible, meaningful, unconditional love through, again, food, money, sustenance, clothing, you name it. Blown away by that. We've already talked about that, though. What I think has been really interesting for me is I have watched, okay, not people come to Christ through Village Church. I've been watching actually a handful of people come to Christ outside of Village Church. Um, I have been watching in Village Church people be sanctified or, or transformed or they're repenting of sins. They are growing spiritually, becoming more like Jesus. I've seen tons and tons and tons and tons of that. That has been really cool. What I have not seen at Village Church are people coming to faith in Christ. Um, and maybe it's just not time yet. Uh, in fact, here's, here's just an interesting insight. There are big, big, big churches, and so whenever you have a big church, oftentimes they don't actually do percentage-wise more conversions per person. Um, there's just so many more people that they see so many. There's just more to measure. But what I find in most small, medium-sized churches is that most pastors are actually saying the same thing. We have seen more people curious, which is awesome, more people interested but I've yet to talk to a pastor of a smaller medium church who has seen somebody actually trust in Jesus during this time. Now, does that need to discourage us? Not at all. I'm convinced God is up to something. And we know, and we hear stories of all over the globe, people trusting in Christ. I'm just saying in my small little sphere of influence um, at Village Church and through a handful of other small to medium sized churches that we interface with, um, I just have not yet heard of a person in our community turning the corner, trusting in Christ and wanting to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But that is what I'm praying for. And just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean God's not doing it or up to something. We already know God is up to something. That is a fact. And so I think I'm a little antsy. I just want to see people have their eternities transformed through faith. And I know that that is what you want as well. So I want to ask a huge favor to everybody listening, whether or not you go to Village Church or whether or not you go to a different church, I don't care what country you live in, if you have known somebody who has come to Christ in this season, would you email me? mfueling at vcob.org. That's uh, two L's in fueling. mfueling at vcob.org. Love to hear your story. Love for you to just share. I'd love to be encouraged. I want to hear um, more from individuals who have actually encountered and walked with people coming to faith 
in Jesus. Would you just encourage us? That'd be amazing. And and as those stories come in, I'll share them back in the Q&A podcast. Um, now, what I can say positively is even though I, I have not seen personally people come to faith, I have watched repentance happen. And that also is amazing. So my prayer for Village Church, my prayer for this time, my prayer for the city of Bartlett, my prayer for Carol Stream, where Pastor Craig leads, is that we, in the upcoming weeks and months, would see people come to faith in Jesus, that we would begin to see real time what, God, you are up to. We know you're up to something. We know you're drawing people to Jesus. We know it's there. Would you just show us more of that? So Village Church, it has been really just a blast thinking and observing and helping you maybe see Village Church through my eyes. So what I want to do is I want to invite you back next time, tomorrow, and here's what we are going to talk about. Here's the principle. Jesus loves the poor, the broken, and the helpless. We're going to talk about that and my observations toward Village Church around this subject. Thanks. We'll see you tomorrow.